If you want to know what is really happening in the world today, you need to read the Parsha HaShavua, the weekly Torah reading. Join Rabbi Mendel Lipska for the next hour as he delves and enumerates the themes running through the weekly Torah Parsha, only on 101.9 High FM. And a wonderful Erev Shabbos to all of you. Great to be here. The last Shabbos of the year. Can you believe it? Time has really flown. It was an absolute pleasure spending so many Fridays Erev Shabbos with you, talking about things which I think are important both in your life and my life, things that are important in the lives of each and every one of us, things that are important to all generations. We've had the opportunity of talking about the Parsh of the Week, understanding, in fact, sometimes complicated matters and sometimes disturbing dimensions within Torah, because after all, Torah includes everything. Every single area of life is covered in Torah. Every single type of person is addressed in Torah. Each and every single dimension, each and every single detail of creation can be found in Torah. Torah, after all, is the blueprint of creation, we are told by our sages. And the blueprint, of course, contains everything that is important in terms of recognizing, understanding, living in and living with the final structure. God created this magnificent world, put into our trust. He gave us this incredible creation to deal with, to fulfill mitzvot, to do wonderful things, to unite, to develop. Have we always succeeded? No, we haven't always succeeded. But by and large, we are here. We are here with tremendous strength, with tremendous pride. We are here to say that the eternity of Torah lives on through us. And it happens each and every single week as we start a new Parsha. Yes, we've read this Parsha thousands of times over the years. But nonetheless, each and every single time we read a new Parsha, we are compelled to find within it dimensions of relative teaching to our own situation here and now. The eternity of Torah is such, not only it's true then, today, and tomorrow, but it has something to say to each and every one of us in each and every single place, each and every single stage of life, each and every single moment of life. Torah is eternal because it comes from God who is eternal. It's the wisdom of God, and it's that wisdom that might guide us. You know, you take a look in history, so many people, so many great people, great ideas, great attitudes, and you wonder, what happened to it? After all, they were men, women of absolute genius, and somehow their teachings are lost, their teachings are forgotten, they're found in old, dusty books in some famous library. Torah lives. Torah lives because we study the Torah. We live by the Torah. We take the commandments of Torah and make them our own. This is why it's imperative not only to study and read each and every parsha of the week and try to understand it in a personal way, but we have to know that it is absolutely relevant today as it was when it was given at Sinai so many thousands of years ago. It is the constant that connects each and every one of us. It's the constant that connects us with God. It's the constant that connects us with the survival and development of the Jewish people throughout the ages. Torah is magnificent in every word because it is teaching, because it is something that talks to us in a personal sort of way. And when we open the Parsha on this very special Shabbos, and the special Shabbos, of course, being a Shabbos which is the last Shabbos of the year, the final Shabbos of the year, during the month of El, and, well, in 48 hours we're going to 
celebrating Rosh Hashanah, we have to ask ourselves quite seriously, quite honestly, what have I done with the Torah this year? Have I followed the instructions of each and every single parsha? Has my life expanded as a result of the fact that I've studied the Torah? Have I taken those commandments of God and applied them to my own daily life? Have I, in fact, been one who fully appreciates the incredible permanent, eternal covenant that we made with God. And Torah is, of course, that medium through which we are able to understand what that covenant is and how it affects our lives on a daily basis, each and every one of us in our own way. And this is why, as we stand at the final Shabbos of the year, the Parsha takes on so much more significance because it's a Parsha which, in a sense, encompasses the entire past year. And the entire past year had incredible highs, incredible lows, moments of joy, moments of difficulty and challenge. But Torah was there to guide us through the joyous moments, the difficult moments. Torah was there to show us how every single detail of life is powerful and correct. And yet when we come to the Parsha of this week, the last Parsha that we're going to read, not the last Parsha in the Torah that is read on Simchat Torah, but when we come to the last Parsha that we are going to read during this year, one would think it would be a long-developed Parsha. It's a very short Parsha. It's a very short Parsha with powerful statements made by Moshe about the Jewish people and their covenant with God. Each sentence is so full. We're going to talk about a few because, after all, it would take us hours and hours to go through the entire Parsha. And that's why it's a custom among many actually a Chabad custom among many, to study the daily portion of the Parsha. On Sunday, of course, from the beginning to Shani, uh, Monday, each and every single day, the Parsha is divided into seven sections each and every single day. We should spend some quality time studying the Torah. But in a few moments, we're going to choose some of those passages, try to understand them, try to see how they relate to our own personal lives. More of that soon. This is the Pasha Hashavua with Rabbi Mendel Lipska, only on 101.9 High FM. We're talking about the last Shabbos of the year and how special it is, a Shabbos that encapsulates the entire year, a Shabbos that we are able to understand and correct the past year. But before that, a few words from some of our sponsors. This Rosh Hashanah. Africa Tikkun reflects on its many blessings and lessons learned in the past year. May it serve as fortification for the journey ahead. This new year offers an opportunity to rededicate efforts to what really matters, faith, family, community, and the organization's work supporting young people from cradle to career. To all Africa Tikkun's donors, supporters, and partners, the Shana Tova Tikatevu. Another message from one of our sponsors, there is Kosher World to all our customers, be it near or far, thank you. We appreciate your continued and valued support. Kosher World wishes you and your respective families, friends, and the entire community, Shana Tova Umetuka, a good and sweet year. We're talking about the last Parsha of the year, Ha'azino, I'm sorry, um, in Nitzavim, and it's again the words of Moshe in a particular sort of way. When Moshe speaks to the people, 
When God speaks directly through him as it is in the first of the books of the Torah, it has a particular character. In Deuteronomy, where Moshe is using, in a sense, his own words, the message of God, but yet in the words of Moshe, it takes on a greater sense of urgency because we feel with Moshe. These are words that he's saying to the Jewish people just before they're entering the promised land and just before he passes on to the higher worlds. He no longer will in the physical world be a physical leader to the Jewish people. It's an extremely critical moment in Jewish history. It's a new generation, a young generation marching into the land, going to battle to make sure that the land is purged from all the negative elements, idolatry, etc. It's also under the leadership of Joshua, the student of Moshe. They will no longer have the incredible direct guidance from Moshe. And this is why it's a critical moment, because we begin to understand that up to this point, the Jewish people were taken care of fully, materially, spiritually. But now the Jewish people are going to have to put in tremendous personal effort spiritually and physically, go to battle, divide the land, work the land, and be guided by Joshua, a great leader in his own right, but certainly not as great as Moshe, our teacher, our leader. And this is why the words that Moshe uses in Deuteronomy, while speaking to the people, he doesn't mince his words. When he speaks about the glory of the Jewish people, he uses wonderful terms. He uses words that elevate. He uses words that give us insight into the incredible beings that we are. He talks about the greatness of each and every one of us. He talks about the eternity of each and every one of us. And when he speaks about the times that we we make mistakes, he spells it out clearly. He says, if you don't fulfill the will of God, if you choose to ignore the covenant you made with God, it will not be good. We see the extreme language, not because he was an extremist, because he was a loving teacher. And as a loving teacher, he has to make sure that we understand our particular and communal role as Jews within our own lives and within the world, the incredible creation that God made. So let me preface with a little vort from the Baal Shem Tov. The Baal Shem Tov said that, as we know, the custom is that before every single month, we bless the new month. It's called Shabbos Mevorchem, the Shabbos of the Blessing. Before Rosh Chodesh, we stand up in shul, say wonderful prayers, we understand when the birth of the moon will take place. That month to the split second over Jerusalem, it will appear for the very first time. However, the month of Tishrei, the coming month of Tishrei, the beginning of the year, one would think that the last Shabbos before Tishrei would be Shabbos Mevorchem, and we would bless the month, yet we don't bless the month. What in fact takes place, says the Baal Shem Tov, is that this month God himself blesses the month, blesses the coming year, which gives us the ability, the strength, the spiritual power for us to bless each and every other of the 11 months of the year. It's a Shabbos that we don't necessarily feel and see the blessing of the month. Baal Shem Tov tells us that God himself blesses this month in order to empower us throughout the entire year to do something similar each and every single month. And what is the blessing of the month, says the Baal Shem Tov, that God 
says in order to bless the coming month of Tishrei, which in fact is the entire year. It's the opening sentence of this week's parsha. You stand, all of you, this day before God, your God, your heads, leaders of tribes, your elders, everybody, each and every single person. And he specifies, he says, your children, your wives, the converts who've come into community, those who are part of you, your wood choppers, your water drawers, each and every single individual, regardless of status, regardless of who and what they may be, regardless of their level of observance, regardless of where they come from, who their parents were, what particular status they have within the strata of society, each and every single one of you stand this day before God. And what day is it? Our sages tell us, Hayom refers to the day of Rosh Hashanah. And Atem Nitzavim Hayom means that you will all stand upright. Yes, you will appear before the heavenly court. Yes, you will be appear before God himself and plead for a good year. And there will be angels on either side, those who accuse you, those who support and defend you. And God is going to rule in your favor. He's going to listen to the angels that defend you. Be certain you are absolutely guaranteed to stand upright during this great day of judgment, beginning with Rosh Hashanah and, of course, ending with Yom Kippur. And this is a time that each and every one of you, regardless of who and what you are, you will stand before God, knowing full well that God will ultimately grant you a good and sweet and wonderful year, materially, spiritually, each and every one of you in the way that you need it, the way that you not necessarily understand it, because sometimes our understanding is limited, but in the way that God knows this is what you need in order to fulfill your purpose upon earth. And this is the opening words of the Parsha, the opening to the Parsha, is the prayer that Hashem says in order to bless each and every one of us throughout the entire year. And it's important for us to understand this concept. It's not merely, well, this is what God says, nice words. We speak about unity. And God says, in order for you to maintain a connection with me, in order for each and every one of us to maintain and develop and grow a relationship and contact with God, it depends upon how you function within your own life and with your own society. Do you create unity within yourself? Do you understand the differences of intellect, emotion, the body, the spirit, the soul? Do you understand the function of each? Yes, we know the eye sees, we know the ear hears, we know the mouth speaks, we know that the nostrils are able to sense fragrance. Do you understand the various dimensions of life and do you work at creating a sense of unity within life? Very often people, their minds are here, their hearts are there, their bodies are here, their souls are somewhere else. They're all over the place. They're all over the place because they haven't worked at bringing together those elements. And sometimes you think, this is totally unimportant. This is totally unnecessary. I'm a man of great intellect, and therefore I'm going to dedicate my life to matters of intellect only. No, you're a creature that possesses a heart. Do you develop your own emotions? Do you develop your own character? Do you understand that your toes, the nails on your toes, are part of the way God created you? They have a purpose. Do you work at uniting yourself? And then you 
we talk about unity within community? Do you actually work at developing a sense of unity? And of course, the answer has to often be no, we do not. We live in a fragmented society. We live in a society where each and every one of us, unfortunately, instead of striving to develop a sense of unity, each one has their own custom. Sometimes perfectly, sometimes wonderful. Nothing wrong with being who and what you are. But at the same time, there are so many things that bind us, so many things that are common to each and every one. Do we work at connecting ourselves as a result of those things that truly bind us? And the Torah, Moshe spells it out. He says, you might be the elder, you might be the head of the tribe, you might be whatever leadership possession you might you might have, but don't forget the woodchopper, the water carrier, they too are part of this incredible unity of community, and they too have an equal place to yours. Your functions may be very different, very different, but at the same time, you're all here together. And this is the thing that Moshe asks of us, the last Shabbos of the year, what have you done to create a sense of unity? within yourself, within your family, within those people who are close to you, and within the entire community. And ultimately the question has to be asked, within the entire world, we look at the world today and we shudder at the, well, the fragmentation of the world today. We look at the world today, what do we see? We see camps and enemies and each and every one on their own side, and we wonder what will be, what will happen. And this is how the Parsha opens. The Parsha opens up with a massive, wonderful, power, powerful declaration. You want to develop a sense of unity with God, and each and every one of us does. Because when we have that, we have touched the eternal, we have touched the incredible power that binds. What have you done in your own life around people around you, those close to you and in your community, to develop that sense as well. And this is something which is vital for us to understand before Rosh Hashanah, because we all stand before God, each and every one of us. Each and every one of us, according to what God gave us, that's how we're going to be judged. I will be judged in one way, you'll be judged in another way. God gave me particular gifts. God gave you particular gifts. Have you used them correctly? Have you used them in a sense of great benefit to you, to your soul, and to the benefit of others in order to create the incredible unity that we need as we stand before God and think about and talk about and pray for unity with God? More of that. This is the Pasha Hashavua with Rabbi Mendel Lipska, only on 101.9 High FM. Something that I mentioned last week, the difficulty involved in achieving great things in life. And there are great many sentences, although it's a very short parsha, tomorrow you're going to be surprised. You're going to get to the bracha, to the kiddush, much earlier because the reading of the Torah is so much shorter compared to last week and compared to most weeks because it's only, well, tzavim on its own without vayelach. And each and every single sentence in this parsha is laden with instruction, with meaning, with beauty, with the love and devotion of Moshe trying to make us as great as we can and we should be. And he says something else. He says, I'm not only addressing the people who are standing in front of me today, this great nation of Israel who are about to march into the promised land, but I'm speaking to everyone, those who are here present and those who aren't here. 
And this is something that we have to take to heart. Moshe speaks to each and every one of us. doesn't matter if we're born in the 21st century, the 17th century, or the 1st century. It doesn't matter where we live. We can live here in South Africa. We can live in Timbuktu. We can live in Beijing, China. We can live in Mauritius. We can live in America. We can live in Palm Beach, all the wonderful places. And I speak about those things because those are places where my children live. However... We have to remember that God speaks to each and every one of us, regardless of the time, regardless of the place. And we have to somehow train our ears to hear the words of Moshe. And very often there are words that are printed on a page in the Chumash, or written by hand in the Torah. And we find it difficult to hear that which is written. But when we study it, when we look at it, when we try to understand it, when we try to know the inner meaning of the words of Torah, we ultimately begin to hear the voice of Moshe. And while, of course, it's not the voice that we understand in terms of talking to each other, but we hear, and hearing is a powerful medium. Hearing enables us to distinguish letters, to hear things, to hear the sound. The written word is magnificent. The written world is un- the word is unbelievable. But the sound that goes with the word penetrates our minds, our hearts, touches our soul talks to us in a way that is so much more personal and so much more close. And this is something that we have to understand. Moshe is saying, I'm not only speaking to the people here today, I'm talking to each and every one of you. This was the powerful prophetic strength of Moshe, that he was able to speak to each and every single Jew throughout the beginning to the end of time. Those who are here and those who aren't here. And then there's another powerful passage in this week's Parsha, where Moshe actually rhetorically talks to us. He says, you might think and say to yourself, oh, this is so difficult to study the Torah, to observe God's commandments, to live a life which is connected with God's will, with God's instruction. This is too far. What does Moshe say? Listen carefully. What I am teaching you today is here. It's not in heaven that you have to build huge ladders to climb up to the highest level, materially and spiritually, to receive the Torah, to study the Torah, to observe the commandments. It's not across huge seas where you have to build massive ships in order to go from one shore to another to find the secrets, the holiness of Torah. It's right here where you are. And it's not only Kikarov, it's not only close, it's close to each and every single one of you. It's within you. We talk about exposing the inner self. We talk about working at oneself. And this is not something which happens automatically. This has to be on a daily basis for each and every single day. We take a few moments to study the Word of God, to listen to the words, to the voice of Moshe. We take a few minutes each and every single day to say, talk to me. I want to hear your voice. And by studying, by learning, by examining each and every single word, each and every single passage each we study with the commentaries we study with ancient commentaries classical commentaries the the kabbalistic commentaries the hasidic commentary we listen to the words of our sages and suddenly the words of moshe become so real they become so relevant and present they become a wonderful soothing instruction that touches the soul of each and every one of us and this entire parsha speaks about those things yes he admonishes us as well he says be careful that you don't 
incur the wrath of God so that he does things to you that you don't want to be done. But remember at all times, you, your children. And not only that, he says, even if you may have been pushed away to the ends of the heaven, to the furthest corners of this world, misham from those strange, distant, sometimes troublesome places, geographic, emotional Whatever the case might be, no matter how far you have drifted, no matter how far you go, he will bring back the exiles, each and every single one of you. You'll return to God, your God. These are the words that we hear before Rosh Hashanah, where Hashem tells us that I'm going to reach out to the furthest places, no matter how distant you might feel. How geographically distant you might be. Don't think that you're away from my reach. I will bring you back. I will gather you. I will put you into my hands, into my arms, and bring you back with a tremendous sense of love and joy and greatness. And these are the soothing, powerful words that we hear each and every single time we listen to this Parsha. And God says, Behold, says Moshe, I give you life, I give you goodness, I give you the opposite as well. But I tell you, choose well, behave well, create unity within yourself. Listen carefully to these words, that you shall choose life, so that you and your children can live, to live, to love God, to hear the voice of God, to connect with Him, because this is your life and the length of your days, to sit upon this incredible land that God gave to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and He gave it to you as well. These are the soothing words of the way Hashem blesses the coming month of Tishrei, and in that way blesses each and every one of us. He empowers each and every one of us so that we have the strength, we have the power, we have the joyous desire to bless each and every single month and to see the newness throughout the year, to see the excitement, the goodness. And Hashem tells us through the words of Moshe, it is close, it is near. Yes, it takes a bit of effort, but you don't have to go to heaven. You don't have to cross the seas. It's right here within you. Dig deeply, sometimes not so deeply. But the deeper you dig, the greater the reward and the treasure. And this is Atem Nitzavim, you're all standing today. And this is the way that we create a unity within ourselves, within each other. We create a unity that enables us to connect in an incredibly powerful, eternal, spiritual and physical way with God himself. So in conclusion, this last Friday of this year, I extend to each and every one of, of you a Shana Tova a good and sweet year. May Hashem bless you with all that you truly need, whatever it is materially and spiritually. For those who need health, may Hashem send you incredible, instant health. For those who need Parnassah, prosperity, each and every one of us needs all those things. Peace of mind, peace of heart, peace within our communities, peace within ourselves, tremendous true nachas from our children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren. Each and every one of us should be blessed with all that is good to have a sense and desire to serve God with a happy heart, with a joyous heart, with tremendous passion, with tremendous purpose. And Hashem will give each and every one of us a good and sweet year. Shana Tova and the Shabbos.